Those who love peace must learn to organize as effectively as those who love war. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. There is a quote that has been on my mind for a while. Uh, It's been on my mind really for the last, I don't know, maybe the last couple of months or so. And uh, it's one of those things that, you know, you know how you read quotes or you read certain things or you see something pasted on a wall or, and it kind of gets to you, you know, and you like kind of log it in your mind and then you forget about it and then it comes back up. And this is sort of one of those quotes. And here's the quote. It's penned to Martin Luther King Jr. Um, But it's one of those things where, you know, you never quite know where quotes are from. So I'm going to assume that this is from him for our purposes for today. And here's the quote. Those who love peace must learn to organize as effectively as those who love war. Let me say that again. Those who love peace must learn to organize as effectively as those who love war. This quote and this idea is always sort of lingering around in my head. And I think it's because I am one of these people, and I know that those of you that listen to the podcast are part of this group as well, are people who love peace. But oftentimes in our world, it seems as though, or it can seem as though, that evil, evil things, evil doing, seems to win out, seems to get more press, uh, seems to, um, even as this quote says, organize very effectively and show itself in a more powerful way than the things that lean towards goodness and peace. I would love to know what you think about this. Do you Do you see that too? You know, it's the age old question, right? Even, you know, why do, why do bad things happen to good people? Or, you know, uh, it's, it's even the story, you know, in the Christian Bible about, about Job, you know, Job being this righteous person who has everything taken from him. 
We think about it now with uh, wars that are happening. We see it every day in the news coverage of the, the war in Ukraine, uh, civil wars that have been happening in other countries as well. Uh, the conflict happening in Ethiopia, conflict happening in places such as Myanmar, the refugee crisis that is happening in the country, people having to flee their countries and finding new homes. And this continues to roll around in my head. Why does it seem as though that evil or those who love war, those who love conflict seem to be so organized so that by the time that they show themselves, by the time that they show up in the culture or in the media, that it can feel like shock and awe. Most recently, you know, besides the, the wars that are happening, I think about in our own country, you know, uh, think about the effective organization, if you will, of what happened here in the U.S. on January the 6th with the Capitol riot. That was organization. The other thing that comes to mind for me, and I have thought about this for years, is the event that happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, several years ago. That event where you had a very large group of white American men showing up with torches to support a worldview and a belief system that they believe in. That was organized. And sometimes there can be a frustration. Uh, there can be a frustration even in my work at times, in culture work, to know that there are so many of us that have access and resources to tools and skills, gifts, abilities, leadership that will lead us into organizing towards more peace, that will lead us towards thinking about and organizing towards doing good. And there are so many that will not do it. And not only will not do it, uh, but what I find a lot of times is the problem for most people who actually have the ability to do good in the world, uh, and I'm not talking about the people that have access to millions and millions and millions of dollars or the type of power that comes from uh, owning uh, a global organization or being the CEO of something. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about everyday people that we have all this access. And yet what I see is so much overthinking. And I see this in myself sometimes. I'm not even being critical about um, other people. I see this in myself at times. Why do we overthink the good? Maybe that's the question. 
Why do we overthink the good? Why does it seem as though it takes us a long time to organize around things that are good and it will make the world better? Who are we waiting for? Who are we waiting for to speak life into situations? Who are we waiting for to uh, start to be gap fillers into a divided nation? Who are we waiting for to create more Instagram accounts, more Facebook accounts, more creativity and music that leads us and organizes us towards what is good and what is peaceful? Who are we waiting for? And again, I I see this in myself at times as well. One of the things I've mentioned uh, before in some of my teachings when I'm working with clients is, you know, going back to that event that happened in Charlottesville, Virginia. Those of us that love peace, we should look at that situation and look at it as a learning teaching moment for us. Because when that situation happened, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the images that I was was seeing of American citizens holding torches. <laughs> and for me, as an African-American person here in the country, you know, those images are powerful. Those images take us back to what life used to be like for our ancestors, all of our ancestors, not just mine, but yours too, (laughs) right? On how things used to be and how people used to take care of situations. And when I saw those images and and I read about what was happening in that story, not only did I feel uh, scared, I felt disappointed, I felt sad, um, I felt frustrated at times. And yet at the same time, maybe maybe later that day or the day after, I felt challenged. I felt challenged. The voice that I heard in my head was, that's how people organize around something that they really believe at their core. And let me tell you, when I heard that inside my head, I was pissed, (laughs) quite frankly. I was. I was upset. I was mad. I, I was mad that that was the message in my head. Because here's the thing. I saw that even as, even as, uh, for, for myself, I saw that as, oh my gosh, these people who are doing this awful, evil act over here in Charlottesville, Virginia, They believe to their core that their people should be the people in power. They believe to their core that the best thing that they could do on that evening in Virginia was to come together and show the country that they did not want a more diversified country. They do not want uh, a country where as many different kinds of people as possible can live and thrive and be and be safe in this country. Those people knew deep down and they knew deep down for years 
that this is what they believe. And they believed it so strongly that these guys were willing. They were willing to put their careers on the line. They were willing to put their family on the line. They were willing to put their own safety on the line. They were willing to organize and to come together as a very large group of people and say, this is what we believe. And yet those of us, including myself at times, those of us who love peace, those of us who love goodness, those of us who want to see uh, goodness happen in our organizations, I'm thinking about, you know, clients that I work with that are doing really great work and have such a love and a desire for diversity in their workplaces and to be more welcoming and respecting, to value people more when they show up to work, when they show up to anywhere. And to make more room, not less, oftentimes we are the ones that overthink all of our decisions that are towards the good. And impact is happening. Impact is happening whether we like it or not. The longer we take to do good, impact is still happening. And I'm challenged by that today. And I hope you are challenged by that today. And I want to invite you today to look at, look at the dreams and the desires that you have to do good, particularly cross-culturally. Have you made that list of the things that you want to do and do good? The things that you know will, will create opportunities to bring people together, for you to be more communicative as a leader, for you to uh, create more learning opportunities so that people can learn uh, your skill or your trade, your craft and your business, whatever it is. Have you looked at that and said, how can I do the most good? How can we organize? How can we organize as effectively as those who love war. Sometimes I feel called out, embarrassed by a quote like this. When I think about the wars that are happening and all the intention and thought that had to go behind that to create more evil in the world, I'm challenged even by my own reluctance at times to organize and to do good every day and to invite other people in because of, you know, whatever reason, maybe it's my own fear. Maybe it's my own wondering if, if anybody would want to be a part of it. Um, you know, even for you as you're listening in your business, you know, maybe you're feeling some of the same things sometimes. That's what's on my heart today. And so I want to encourage you as I encourage myself today. Don't wait. Don't wait to do good. Don't overthink doing good. Sometimes I think what we, what we think is that, you know, the, the choices we make towards doing good, that sometimes we even call them evil. I want to let you know that when you are engaging in the work to create as much space as possible for as many different kinds of people as possible, you are always organizing towards the good. So let us today, 
those of us who love peace learn and act towards organizing, even in the simplest of ways, towards more peace, more goodness, more connection. So that like our ancestors, all of our ancestors who were parts of uh, civil rights movements and human rights movements and all the things that have moved us this far in our progress in our country, that we can walk in their footsteps and continue the work that they started. Let's do it. It's time. Let's go. I'm with you. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.